Hey everybody, this is Brent Ingersoll and you are listening to the Speaking of Podcast. Today, I'm continuing a collection of conversations I'm having with my friends, Dan Lamus and Anthony Moore. We've been talking through and processing through the Lord's Prayer and today we talk about forgiveness and uh, it was a really good talk and a really a lot of just beneficial things we uncovered and it was challenging, encouraging, all the things and I think you're really going to be glad you listened to this. So here it is. Now, here's the question about the invention of flavored carbonated water. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's had to have had its effect on the soda industry. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sure has. Now, do you think Coke and Pepsi Co., do they own most of these? Uh, Who owns Bubbly? Who's the parent company oh, of the parent company? Good companies? question. Who's does, the Umbrella Corporation? Does, I don't know. Does producer Ron, do you know? Do you know who the... I have no idea. <laughs> What are you good for, Ron? Come on, Producing. man. Come on. Come on. Keep Come on. keep switching, being the camera switcher and the audio engineer. And can you fact check, yep. please? Yep. Okay. We'll go to, uh, don't worry, we'll go to um, the, 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 where's the fact checking place? Uh, Snopes. Twitter? Snopes. 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 Yeah. Uh, who owns Bubbly? Let's find out for our, our viewers. I'm assuming we're recording, right? Isn't it Michael Bubbly? Yes. It's Michael, Michael Buble. Buble. Pepsi, oh. Pepsi owns Bubbly. Exactly. There you go. So there they're go. laughing all the way oh to the bank. Oh, yeah. Yep. They're yeah. laughing all the way to the bank on this. I wonder. Let's find out what carbonated beverage water Coke, Coke. owns. Coke um, owns carb. How should I Google that? Carbonated water, Coke. I don't know. Um, Cola. Doesn't say. I'm sure they they probably yeah, have they, they must own a bunch. Yeah. What would be the biggest? And again, they own Dasani, so yeah. Okay, it's the worst. Dasani's the worst. Of I'd rather <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather have Big Would Eight. You? I'd rather have Big I, Eight water. I don't know. Circle K, like they're like whatever that. Like it's pretty bad. It's, it's kind of bad. We're bringing the hard hitting entertainment today. I know, folks. Well, well, hey guys, it's been a while. Welcome back to the pod. Oh, Although, oh, oh, Ron's got Coke owns Aha. Coke owns Aha? Yeah. Look at that. There you go. Look at that. Aha. Uh-huh. Here we are. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, hey. hey. Coke owns Aha. Well, that's that's interesting because I've, I've been, I, I actually prefer Aha over Bubbly, but yeah. I buy Bubbly mostly because Costco. Because Costco. Yeah. Yeah. You're Bubbly flat. I feel like this conversation comes up on the Speaking Up podcast <laughs> a lot. <laughs> You know yeah, what else comes yeah. up? Uh, scents, fragrances, and incense. And I said yes. one time, last time we were in this format, mm. which has been a while, even though I think uh, it's not going to be as much time between Lord's Prayer episodes as right. what has been since we recorded. Yes. Okay. However, since the three of us were last together in this format, I got, I got some, mm-hmm. um, I got a incense thingy (laughs) (laughs) so i figure let's let's let incense arise yes day and night yes night and day it stinks boys i'm not even gonna lie the scent's not good melanie was in here earlier and she's like my office your your office stinks and it's giving me a headache but i'm curious hey why not why not why not burn some incense while we do this pod day and night Night and day. Let there we go. Incense is going to arise while yeah. we do this. Wow. 
I think. Curious. Have you seen this in action, Dan? I have not seen it in okay, action. I've wait. only I, appreciated the I'll get the ambiance. Once we get it going, I'll let our viewers at home see the, the cascading ambiance. The cascading now, effect. I will say that this particular pellet yes. gives <laughs> off initially in a sense. certain a certain familiar scent. You think? Oh, I am yeah. learning oh, all yeah. kinds of new things. Oh. That's an incense. Yeah, a hundred percent. Ron what do you say? I don't think that smells like any. Can't smell it over here yet. Okay. There's in it. That's a nice. That's nice. <laughs> oh, that one's yep, nice. Yep, nice. Yep. Yep. That one's nice. Yeah. Okay. You. You. Yeah. Okay. You think? I. I don't yeah, know. I can't smell it yet. I. I don't know my. You know, like my cannabis. Oh, is that, but is that what you're you referring just, yeah, to? Yeah. It's just like a. It's that like smells get, like skunk to me. You get it? Yeah, but and, that has a little bit of it. In and it. in fact, it's so prevalent now because it's legal. Right. I don't know if I'm smelling a skunk or someone smoking. That's, that's fair. I mm-hmm. just don't know. So yeah. I just assume skunk because I have a dog who got sprayed by a skunk mm-hmm. in January. Mm-hmm. I watch I watch my back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Watch it hard. That's yeah. not a fun day, is it, Dan? As a dog owner? No. Nope. Just like, nope. did, I, did I tell this story on the pod yet? Uh, I, don't, I don't know I don't if I did. I don't so. So, so I like to, in the evening, bring my dog to the office especially, and I'll do some work, and he'll just lay under the table. Yeah. And so we're walking back. It's a mild January night. But January, nonetheless, we're mm-hmm. walking back from yeah. from my office to the house. It's about two kilometers, and I got him off leash. Nobody's up. It's ten thirty at night. There's yeah. nobody around, and I uh, I get up to this place, and you know, in the little wooded area, and I think Lewis spots a deer. I mm-hmm. like when he chases deer; it tires him out. So I say, right. "Go get him!" And he just <laughs> takes off like after it, just mm-hmm. gone. I don't know where he is. And then I see I see about a hundred hundred you know yards hundred meters ahead, mm-hmm. I see him just put the brakes on, uh, just put the brakes on and start yep. spinning around and barking and spinning. I'm like, oh no, that's not a deer. He doesn't catch deer. <laughs> <laughs> and I run up closer in there. Sure enough, there's a skunk. Yep. Got him right in the chest. Just nailed him. Uh-huh. So yeah. I'm like, oh, 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 who gets skunked in January? Yeah, that's really unusual. It's not. It's not a normal thing wow. for sure. Yeah. So I. Hook him back on the leash, and I drag his skunky behind home for the rest of the rest of the rest of the walk. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, and then so then what do you do, right? All my family's in bed. Melanie, yeah. kids are all in bed, and I'm like got this skunky dog. So yeah. I, mm-hmm. I tie him to my ATV in <laughs> in my garage. Mm-hmm. Leave the garage open. Run inside. Found a little bit of tomato juice. Yeah, douse the poor dog in tomato juice, mm-hmm. and then. I hop in my car and drive to a 24-hour grocery store mm-hmm. and get like some. I, I was looking up like home remedies or yep. whatever, and yep. baking soda and uh, peroxide uh, yep. and, and some, some detergent. detergent yeah, yeah. And so I, but I had none of those other than detergent. So I, yeah. I leave this poor dog in January, doused in tomatoes, <laughs> tomato sauce, or tomatoes like juice. Yeah. yeah, and like covered, soaking in tomato and he, skunk. He doesn't know what's going. Poor he's, thing, he's man. So... And I leave him for like a half hour while I go get this stuff. I'm so mad too. I'm just yeah. like oh, yeah. so mad yeah. about it. Anyway, it was a long night of yeah. washing a skunky dog. So, yeah. Yeah. oh look, we're cascading now. So I'm going to try to see if I can bring this up for the for the camera to see. Check this go. out. Check. Can you? Oh. oh, I don't know if you can see. It probably messed the cascade up, didn't it? it? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, oh, you, it's coming. You got to kind of hold it. I don't know if it's, it's not really being. You can't really see it in the light. There it's happening. Anyway, it does like oh, a yeah. does like an incense waterfall. Yeah. Yep. Nice. So now I didn't know. Oh, I just knocked it over. Now it's not going to work right. But I didn't know if there was some weird like crazy Eastern Buddhist kind of craziness. So oh. so when I got this stuff, yeah, yeah. 
I just consecrated it. <laughs> I did. I full on did. I was like, God, I don't know who made <laughs> this. I don't know who I made this. I don't know what their intentions were. Yeah. But you told me I can own every place I put my foot and, and I right. can redeem everything in your name. So I take this and this yeah. is, this is, this is holy incense in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And so that's what it is right now, folks. Holy. And I can feel that's pretty mesmerizing. You it is yeah. it kind of pools up. Well, and there's a real ambience. You need to, to ask yourself about the incense. In, well, just what you were singing day and night, let incense arise. Like it's the prayers incense, of God's people. Though. Incense isn't no, no, but, but it's the the it's pointing to incense. Yeah. So incense in and of itself no, isn't bad. Not at all. It's I just didn't know like like oh, there was okay. a, like a little Buddha on on oh, one of them. I was like, I don't want any of that no, business. No. Get that out of here. Get your yeah. Buddha. Get your Buddha out of here. I'm a no. Jesus guy and That's Jesus right. alone. <laughs> That's right. So so I uh, yeah I consecrated this stuff and but yeah it's quite mesmerizing. I wish I could I wish I could show you on camera. See it just dissipates yep. as soon yep. you pick it up. But it does yeah. this little weird waterfall thing. It's. It kind of reeks, though. You're, stu- you're stewarding <laughs> the smoke. So. Yeah, stewarding it kind of reeks. Anyway, so yeah, yeah now now we, now we're vibing. We're vibing here. Mm. So, uh, anything else new before we dive in, guys? Since oh, since our last time oh, together man. on the pod, so you know. Well, uh, yes, lots everything. Of well, new, at but... this recording, we just finished prayer week. Which yeah, cool. That's right. And yeah, we, we did. As of the time, that's of been this. great for our church family. Really, yeah. really great. I think a lot of people uh, just discovered. Prayer yeah. again, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, we saw a few people healed. Yes. Really yes. cool. At least one neck and some knees, some knees healed. Yeah. And that that's amazing. You know, God God loves to heal. Yeah. And it's about his promises and trusting in his promises, giving him space. Mm-hmm. And what was really fun is we actually heard the story this morning mm. that the person who prayed for, well, I, it was Melanie that prayed my for my wife. Yeah. 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 That prayed uh, for the healing. And it was her friend sitting next to her in our prayer gathering and they prayed and it was a very encouraging experience. Yeah. And we went into a worship song and Melanie felt, you know what? I'm supposed to pray again for that. Yeah. For her neck. Yeah. And so she leaned over to a friend. They said this, you know, I hope this doesn't seem weird to you, but I need yeah. to pray again. And the second time yeah. she prayed, the yep. neck was healed Bang, like instantly. Yeah. So, man, it's beautiful. That's the like it is like more and more you hear those stories of like it's like the uh, like an extra step, an extra level of obedience when he calls you into something and you get that prompt to pray again. It's like it's like okay, you prayed, but then I'm going to ask you to be obedient and do something that maybe doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Maybe it's not. Maybe you don't feel like it's the right time. But it's like it's that yes to the Lord that creates that pathway yep. for Him to touch and to heal people, which is amazing. You'd yeah. think God just wants to interact with us, wouldn't you? You'd you'd, <laughs> you'd think, yeah. man. Yeah, it, well, it just seems like it's even the invitation of the hour yeah. over our church, and I think over the church just in general. But you know, yeah. not just prayer week, but I, I even think back to. You know, Mel and I did the the marriage couples thing, you know, and even that took up the podcast feed for quite a while. But probably my favorite thing in the whole seven weeks or eight weeks we did that was the week on prayer and Mm. how many married couples responded to us saying we've never activated that really in a specific way in our in our Mm -hmm. marriage. And it's it was incredible, you know, and it's like just seems like the Lord is just pulling us in that area of prayer and. You know, even put that on my heart last week for our church, just like that, you know, we're never going to be any more fruitful than we are prayerful. And it's just, yeah. we're fooling ourselves if we yeah. think, if we think otherwise, it's, 
the the real yeah. kingdom fruit comes in in intimacy with him yeah mm-hmm. period yeah um just one other thing i i think would be cool to mention is that um our staff have actually been going through we've actually had a couple of sessions of our staff going through sharing their testimony with the group mm-hmm. and we did another one of another round of those today there was like five five of them and and melanie was one of them and the just an overwhelming sense of the presence of the Lord hmm. as people were telling their story. Yeah. And it was like, you know, there was, there was some uh, unmistakable and unexplainable elements to their, to, to people's their story, stories. Yeah. Right. To each of yeah. their stories. There was, there was, you know, there was one, one of the, one of the staff members was actually sharing and he went through the, the whole thing. And then he got to this point I think I asked him a question. I was like, when did this become real for you? Right. And he actually went in, into a, a, a story about, he's like, I feel a little hypocritical sometimes telling the story. And then I get a little emotional telling the story. And he went into the story of an encounter with the Holy Spirit where it seems like, you know, some people fling open the door wide open and sometimes people open the door, open the window a crack and the Holy Spirit rushes in. And this was one of those moments. And even as he was, even as he was sharing that, like the atmosphere in the room changed and it shifted. And there was just a level, level of the Mm -hmm. test. And it was like, this, this story was profound. And even Mel's story was so profound and that they all were really, because it's Mm -hmm. the testimony of Jesus. And like, it was just that I, I love, I just love sharing the, you know, reading a little bit this morning from John uh, chapter, where was it? John something. I'm trying to remember. I'm going to, it was a story about the blind man that was blind from birth. Okay. Uh, And they didn't five. He went to the, the, went through the Pharisees and the Pharisees didn't believe him. Didn't believe his testimony. Called his, called his parents. in. at the end of the day, they questioned him twice there's like Jesus was obviously a sinner according to the Pharisees. Like I don't know who he yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. It was like all yeah. I know, all I know, I was, I was blind, blind, and now, now I see. see. Yeah, and it's really the, right. the power, the power of the testimony of Jesus is yes. like has, like it's it's so oftentimes and oftentimes it's the place where we feel the shakiest because it's often the most difficult to put words around, mm-hmm. but yet. That mo that space where he does something unexplainable, is where power is and space is given for him to be like the the Holy Spirit to be released to to do what he wants to do. In yeah, the mm-hmm. and 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 just I'll just land the plane in my story saying this like as we as Dan was wrapping up and praying, I just had this awareness like. Right now, that scripture verse from Revelation, yeah, like testimony, I, yeah, of the Jesus testimony, the, yeah, or no, it's that they'll overcome, oh. they'll overcome by the blood yep. of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Yep. That felt so true. Mm-hmm. That it felt did. so true to me. Maybe truer than it has ever been because it was like testimony after testimony yep. of everyone's like story of their encounter with the Lord, what they, how they came to faith, and even other encounters they had with the Lord because it's Him. And it was like this is how we overcome because we're encouraged on such a deep level. We gotta, yeah. we really gotta mobilize the church in just being 
testifiers and not yeah. feeling like they need to be teachers or social yes. justice warriors. Have or, it all, have all the like answers. Just testify yeah. to what yeah. Jesus has done in you, even lately. Yeah, and right. like, cause those two, there's two, those two scriptures aren't both in Revelation. The, mm-hmm. the, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, yeah. I think's in five yeah. or seven. Yeah. It's seven. And then in 18, I think, is that it's like the testimony, testimony of Jesus, Jesus is yeah. the spirit of prophecy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit of a confusing, I'm still working on it. I might talk about it a little bit in my message in a couple of weeks about the word, but specifically, like when you start to testi- testify to Jesus, mm-hmm. like, or testify of what Jesus has done, the spirit of prophecy component is like there's an actual, like, kind of like predictive quality to the moment you start. Right testifying to what Jesus has done. Like the moment I start telling mm-hmm. my story and you start hearing that I'm actually prophesying yes. his grace yes. into your life. Yes. Like there's yeah. a, like that's, there's an actual prophetic, even just proclaiming, this is what God did for me, set mm-hmm. me free in this and he can do it for you. Yeah. That's mm. it's prophetic. And, and yeah. it's actually giving the spirit yeah. access to accomplish that. And, yeah. you, and that's why you feel the activity of the spirit just start to yes. move the moment you start testifying mm-hmm. and like the real, like real testimonies happening, yep. there's been times where I've, I've heard people that just, they're just enjoying the spotlight or, yes. you know, that's been the problem with testimony services in the past is you get the, yeah. the same six people that just, Oh, a microphone. Right. And yeah, like, they just want, you know, yep. but there's no denying that moment where someone like, you know, the spirit prompted them to do it yep. and they, they on shaky knees just step forward mm-hmm. and, and said, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like my wife, yeah. my wife today, like yeah. she's an introvert. I know. She, last thing she would want to do is like to tell her story. But like when the spirit prompts that and then yeah. the activity of the spirit is just so yeah. unbelievable yeah. when we start testifying. Yeah. Yeah. I was really in awe, like even just at her story. And I, I encouraged her a little bit afterwards, but just really in awe. I kind of was just like at a loss. Like I was just in awe at the goodness of God mm. in, on display in her life. And it was just, it was really extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out Melanie, if you're hearing this, she doesn't, it, she doesn't listen to okay. anything that I do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shout out, <laughs> shout out. Nonetheless, <laughs> oh, she listens man. to some, but there, it's hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. She, to be fair. I mean, she's got a 24 seven. I was going to say Brendan yeah. Gersall <laughs> channel. So to, yeah. to, to be fair, yeah. she gets plenty, yeah. plenty. She's so <laughs> she might listen to this. Who knows? Oh man. Who knows? Yeah. But there's some sermons like back when we had like really little kids, like, mm-hmm. you know, where you, you'd miss a service or that kind of thing. Like yeah. one kid's sick. There's some sermons that she's never heard. Right. And I always, I always give her, give her a hard time about it. You know, like you haven't heard that sermon. So how yeah. do you know? But, uh, <laughs> Anyway, well, I've, I've forgiven her for that. And, uh, speaking of forgiveness, the heart of the matter, uh, we have actually slowly, but surely occasionally been doing these, uh, the heart of the matter. It's time to get back to the heart. (laughs) That's right. There you go. Uh Oh man. Uh, forgiveness. Who sings that? Ah, okay. There it is. We weren't going to say his name, but... He made a lot of good songs. Oh, yeah. 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 Classic. Yep. Anyway, we have been... uh, I did a little series of essays or devotionals on the Lord's Prayer, and we're getting halfway or two-thirds through now. And uh, here's the latest installment. So I'm going to read it. I haven't read this since I wrote it, so which would have been like almost a year ago now. So uh, hopefully it'll hit us fresh, and we'll, uh, we'll discuss a little bit. This clause, this this phrase in the Lord's Prayer. So uh, 
Ron's gonna Ron's gonna throw some some vibes, some beat vibes to it, and uh, we'll we'll let's roll. So here we go. We'll read it every weekday morning. Or sorry, let me give the title first. Back it up. Forgive us our trespasses. <laughs> That's the title. TM. <laughs> Jesus owns that one. So, forgive us our trespasses. Every weekday morning, I drive my boys to daycare and to school, and on our way, we always pray the Lord's Prayer out loud together. Of the prayer, no part consistently arrests me more than, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Hidden in the heart of the prayer of Jesus is a phrase that, if prayed sincerely, keeps you locked into the flow of life through the grace of God in Jesus Christ. When we pray, forgive us our trespasses, it has a few effects on us. First, it makes us take into account our own failures, flaws, and shortfalls. It causes us to take inventory of our own sinfulness, our wandering hearts, our propensity toward pride and self-promotion, and the variety of ways our flesh wages war against the Spirit of Christ in us. It reminds us that our sin is an offense to a holy God. We owe him perfect worship with all of our lives and have fallen far short of that. We are in his debt, as it were. Second, it invites us to freely and boldly approach the throne of grace and find the never-ending steady flow of fresh, new, daily mercy. He has forgiven us of our infinite shortfalls and transgressions against him. That is a price we cannot pay. How greatly have we been forgiven. Come thou fount of every blessing to my heart to sing thy grace. It is both humbling and liberating to pray this prayer as it reminds us it's grace that has saved us from our sin and it's grace that we need to live this life in the fullness God intended. The Lord's Prayer daily invites us to receive from the flow of his unending fountain of mercy and grace. It keeps us humbly postured to receive the grace we need this day. But there's a catch. You can't receive new mercy if you're holding on to offense. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Thirdly, this prayer forces us to release grace as we have received it. He who has been forgiven much loves much. Jesus builds into this prayer a failsafe around forgiveness. His assumption is that if you can receive new mercy this day, it's because you are faithful to let go of the offense and debts of others against you. In other words, you can't hold on to bitterness or to what someone owes you because of how they've hurt you or failed you, and at the same time, hold on to God's new mercy. You can hold anger or mercy, but you can't hold both. Jesus invites us to take hold of his grace and let go of others' debts to us, just as God has let go of our debt to him. As we do this, we keep God's grace flowing in our lives. When we fail to forgive or fail to release mercy to others, we limit our own capacity to receive grace from God the grace which we eternally, infinitely, and desperately need. Unforgiveness leads to stagnation and death and is a sign that we haven't grasped how greatly we have been forgiven. For Jesus, not only is it true that you can't give what you don't have, but Jesus rather chillingly says, you won't be given what you won't give to others. This prayer is designed to keep us in the flow of fresh, new, life-giving, liberating mercy and grace from God, which is the source of all lasting life. This prayer is meant to keep you receiving and releasing a constant flow of grace and mercy, grace to you and grace through you, mercy for you and mercy for others. 
The other day, as I was driving my boys to school, praying this prayer, we came to this part, and to be honest, it was difficult for me. I had been wronged and had to make a decision to let go of my offense. The question this prayer made me answer is, would I rather receive new grace today or hold on to my anger? Because this prayer will not let me do both. If I want to live, I have to receive grace and can't hold on to anger. I chose grace that day, as I did today, and I recommend you do the same. Let go of all offense and receive new mercy. It's the only way to live. P.S. If you find yourself having to let go of the same offense daily, that's okay. Forgiveness is a decision, not a feeling. Let it go and receive new mercy today. Do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day and one day you might just find that particular offense didn't find its way back into your heart. Forgiveness is a decision we make to let go of what is owed. Healing is a process that comes through God's grace and often over time. May you live this day and every day in the flow of God's unending grace and mercy. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That's a pretty loaded one. Yeah. And I must admit that since writing this even a year ago, I have uh, daily hit that clause in the prayer. And I think I've worked through more personal betrayal or personal attacks and things that I want to hold over some folks more in the Mm. last year than I have in my whole life, actually. I would say before... Before the last year, I'd never been deeply wounded by someone that I I trusted. Like not in a deep way that like hurt and is a like an ongoing, I've got to let that go. Mm -hmm. I've been talked Mm -hmm. about. I've had, you know, but not from someone close. If someone's not close, they can't really hurt you that bad. Right. But when someone's close, that's when it it really hurts. And, you know, it's... Again, I still pray this prayer every day with my boys. My daughter walks herself to school, so I don't pray it with her, but I drive the boys to school and we pray it every day. And literally every day Mm. I recycle that decision. Lord, I want to receive grace today and I'm letting that go. Yeah, that's really, that's really good. That's super, that's super empowering that, that whole, like near the end of the article, when you talked about, you know, there's total license to pray this every day. It's a daily, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. That's so good. Um, and you, you said something. There's, there's a line right at the end about how, how healing often comes over time. Mm-hmm. Do you mind? Can you just hit that again? It's like the last two sentences maybe or something. Yeah, I was talking about forgiveness being a decision and not a feeling. And then, you know, basically doing it over and over again, the repetition of it. And then it said forgiveness is a decision we make to let go of what is owed. Healing is a process that, that, process that comes through God's grace and often over time. Yes, I just wanted to, to highlight that. I think that is so good that um, that ultimately this command to forgive those who trespass against us, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can receive forgiveness, really does come down to healing. Like it's a healing yeah. process. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes people feel like if healing doesn't come quickly or in a moment or even in one day, mm-hmm. then it's not coming. Yeah. And I think it's so good to encourage people that, Healing comes often over time, and that is just as legit to to receive healing over time. Yeah, and it's hopeful for people who who feel like, "Wow, Pastor Brent, like I've I've prayed that for for two weeks now, mm-hmm. and I don't feel that different." Yeah, 
just say, hey, persevere, because God is faithful to his promise to heal you. Yeah. And even if it takes time, it's just as legit as something that would come in a moment. But I just think that's so great that you mentioned that, that there's, there's that, 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 that isn't a plan B type of prayer. Yeah. That if that to pray daily to release an offense, even if it's the same one keeps coming back, that you're persevering in prayer to say, well, this is another opportunity to hand it over to God. That's what I think yeah. the meaning of the, you know, where Peter quizzes Jesus and says, how many, I think it's in Matthew 18, mm-hmm. where he's like, how many people, or how many times should forgive? we forgive? Yeah. Seven? And he's like, right. he's like right. totally virtue signaling at this point. Like, just <laughs> like, check me out. I'll do it seven times. And like, because I think the, the Jewish law was three and I, like three strikes you're out kind okay. of thing. And I can mm-hmm. stone you <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jesus, and he said it was like seven because like I know Jesus is raising the standard, so yeah. let, let's double it and add one for good measure. Yeah, you know. And then Jesus is like, now seventy times seven, which I, I I've always interpreted that, and I don't know if it's my own. I, I'm sure I read it somewhere. It's not original with me, but I've always interpreted that as like it's just like Jesus is just saying it's not how many the answer is yes. It's like yeah. just it's lather, rinse, repeat. It's just like just, you just keep doing it. You, it's every single time that right. offense creeps back in, right? You have to, you, forgiveness is choosing to let go mm-hmm. of your perceived right to retribution, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's the, you know, it's like Samson, if he just dropped the, the jawbone, you know, like I heard a sermon once kind of dropped the jawbone, like let, you know, where he was trying to get vengeance on the Philistines and right. there's that back and forth in the story of Samson where it's like, mm-hmm. well, you did this to me, so I'm going to do this to you. But if he just sort of let the, let the thing go. And I've always mm-hmm. interpreted it that way, but but that it's it's something you do over and over again yep. as an act of faith in God mm-hmm. and trust in his vengeance and yeah. retribution mm-hmm. and justice. Yeah. And you know, what I'm feeling challenged by, and I don't know if this is even what you meant, but what I'm feeling challenged by and what you said was let's just say it could have even been one offense that my neighbor uh brought against me offended me one time, it could feel like a repeated offense mm-hmm. if it revisits me every day. Yeah, right. like That's I, right. Like if I find every day it bothers me in a fresh way, mm. well, that's, what's that, number 300? Like how yep. many times has this offended me? If it's still offending you, then it's still time to pray. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it isn't, uh, it doesn't grow old. You still can receive a new mercy for that. I, that's kind of a new one on me. I haven't yeah. thought about that. Like if you're, maybe your maybe your neighbor isn't continuing to offend you actually, but in your mind, it's almost as if it's a repeated yeah. offense because you haven't been able to let go of it yet. Right, yes. and you revisit that. Yeah, often. Yeah. Like even even like you think of conflict or someone wrongs you how you will play out that scenario over and over in your head. It's almost like you're revisiting mm-hmm. that. That's, that's actually there in front of you. So it is almost as if that offense is being, uh, perpetrated against you m- many times, mm-hmm. but it's really, even though it may be a, it may have been a one-time thing because of the rehearsing it's over and over again. And you're actually like holding that there, mm-hmm. you know, um, wounded, uh, offended um, and affected by the the thing that's been done to you. So yeah. it is a it is a it could be a sort of a I don't know maybe a stick that you right. sort of hurt yourself over and over again with. 
Yeah, so if the accuser comes along and wants to say to me, you're not over that yet. Right. Mm. Like, haven't you prayed about that a bunch of times? The enemy loves to accuse us, especially if we're trying. Yep. Especially if we're trying to surrender and trying to do this. The enemy loves to come along and say, you may be trying, but you're really sucking at it. Yeah. You know, like, who do you think you are? Maybe somebody needs to understand that that there's no shame in needing to come again. Mm-hmm. I think saying, that's God, actually I, the design. Like, like it, this, it's, a da- yeah. it's a daily prayer. Yeah, I love it. And it's right. like, I think sometimes we think forgiveness means I said it, and mm-hmm. that means I feel it once and for all, yes. and the healing's happened. Yep. And then it, if we have that mindset, because there's been times, I don't know about you guys, like in, pa- in past times where I've had any relational things, or I've, you know, I've tried to let something go, I thought yeah. I'd let it go. Yeah. And then when you see that person, right. all of a sudden everything just comes back. And you're yeah. like, oh man, my yeah. blood just started boiling there. Yeah. I clearly haven't let that go. Yeah. What's and the wrong enemy, with me? Yeah. And the enemy wants right. to get in there and be like, see, you, you've been living, you've been living with unforgiveness. Yes. Yeah. But God's right. just looking at today. Like he's yeah. literally just looking at today. And right. will you, in deference to him, mm-hmm. you know, say, God, I choose again to lay this down. That's and good. to trust it and to trust him with your healing and the timing of that. Mm. Right. It's like, it's the same way with like, you've all, you guys have been around church long enough. I've heard of guys who have had long addictions, whether it's like alcohol, for instance, I've, I've heard mm. many people say, I gave my life to the Lord and he took, he took my alcohol addiction immediately. Mm-hmm. It was gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've also heard of hundreds of people who have had to walk that out in faith day by day and allow God's grace to take over little by little. And in fact, yeah. I've heard I've heard of that a lot more than the Agreed. the yeah. you know the miraculous just one and done. Like it's mm, the right. kingdom. That stuff's rare. Like He does mm. do that. He does heal next, and He does do those things. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, this like God's kingdom moves very similar to how the how like the created order works. Like mm-hmm. nobody plants a seed and expects the flower today. Right. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, there's this process that's going to unfold yeah. before you're holding yeah. that thing. And yeah. yeah, for deep, deep wounds, I think, I think there's a lot of process that has to yeah. happen. And a person wouldn't sell this amazing property that is so fruitful one season because he has to plant again next year. Right. Right. You don't go, well, where do all the flowers go? Well, I guess I better sell this off. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Of course you expect to have to plant again next, next season. Mm. Right. Yeah. And we, we, so, we do make that mistake of thinking that today's, Today's feelings call into question the legitimacy of yesterday mm-hmm. and whether or not, you know, like, or we're even thinking like, and if it didn't work yesterday, then why does forgiving today, you know, cause it's not going to matter. And it's like, God's just yeah, saying like, powerful. humble yourself under my mercy, receive it fresh yeah. so that you can release it fresh. And it's just to stay in that flow mm. and not get backed up. I think unforgiveness just, it's a dam. It's a dam in the flow of the river of God's mercy. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I agree. And yeah. I, just, I was thinking of like one thing that, that, you know, you for sure and me a little bit have seen is like when we walk through uh, freedom prayer, how powerful the act of forgiveness is mm-hmm. in a person's yeah. life. Yeah. And it's, it's every time. And usually that, saying it, right? Like yes, the actual verbalizing Like it? I forgive. Like even people will people will begin and, and, and you can hear, you can pick up the language like yep. help me forgive isn't actually forgive. No, that's right. It's got to come yeah. out like uh-huh. I forgive that person for this thing that they did. And when that happens, 
like it's it's palpable yes. what happens in the, the 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 kingdom the presence of God that's released uh, the peace that's released in yeah. in that person and we even perceive it in the room it's just like when they when they actually because because it's it's kind of twofold right there's the forgiveness but also the repentance piece right yeah. because unforgiveness is sin yes right, right? which is which it's which, a huge it, it, sin it's huge in light of in light of who Jesus is and what he did and how far how uh how far we've fallen all of those things like and and i think it's it's important to know like and and it twists it messes with the natural it messes, it, it messes with the fleshly mind in so much cuz usually those kinds of unforgiveness come from an injustice yes right like and so yep. so you're so i'm going to be uh, have this injustice inflicted upon me. I'm going to harbor this bitterness and unforgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. And that, and now you're telling me that I'm the sinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So so, but the, what do you mean? It's my like. Yeah. They're the. Let's talk about them right now. Right. Yeah. Totally. I know. I know. But it, this is the way the kingdom works. Every time, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, it doesn't make sense. But every time, and it's true. The Bible is true in this regard. That that f- because. When we forgive, freedom happens, and when we forgive, He forgives us, and it creates this. It's it's the the dam mm-hmm. gets it breaks. It's a dam right? dam that dams you. It's <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yes, it is, <laughs> yeah. But we see it. But we see it every time. Like every time where there is yeah. honest, authentic forgiveness, there is there is kingdom that advances. Mm-hmm. Kingdom of God advances in that person, and and we're yeah. aware of it. And it's so powerful. It's a, it's like a, it's like a, you know, where Jesus said, you know, the kingdom's like a mustard seed. Mm. And it's like, I have found, and I think it makes such a good point about like, again, getting someone to verbalize it. There's a lot of us that will convince ourselves we've forgiven them because we agree that forgiveness is a good idea and it's God's ideal. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. You know, or we will even mm-hmm. pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. Mm-hmm. And like in a general sense, but I've been in rooms too where it's like, no, you need to specifically, are you, like, are you ready to actually forgive this person? Right. And you say, they'll say, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, will you say it? And that's a different thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's, yes. there's, and yeah. I, I've learned this in church. There's, there's miles between general agreement and actually doing something. Yes. And, and I think that's the ground that trips a lot of people up. Yeah. I think some, I think for some people there would be more healing if you were more specific in verbalizing. I forgive so-and-so for this Lord before you today. I'm, I'm verbalizing it. It's still bothering me. It bothered me yesterday and it's bothering me today. I'm still wounded and hurt. I still want to strangle them. Yeah. I'm, I forgive them today because you have forgiven me and like to actually verbalize that as an act of faith. And I just think the spirit he it's a it's a doorway it's a doorway again for like we're not just talking grace in some like you know mystical terms like right. literally it's an access point for God's presence and goodness mm-hmm. and power mm-hmm. to start to flow in your life yeah. and it and he does bring healing he yeah. he really does and again does. again it can take time take yeah. a lot of time yeah. and the deeper the wound you know the more the more work it's going to take but i think you should we shouldn't sleep on the power of actually verbalizing something yeah. and 
confessing that even like before the Lord or even with someone else, yeah. like to, yeah. it just gives the kingdom access. I think it mm-hmm. does. It does. And I think the interesting thing about it, and I think maybe we haven't super touched on it is how, uh, how appealing it is in a sick, twisted way to hold on to unforgiveness. Right, like, yeah, because you feel justified in holding on, holding over somebody. You know, it's this, it's the, it's what's, what's the, it's helpful. It's been, it's some, it's not. Uh, it's like a life source. Yeah, it's a life. Term we use it's a life in, source. In right. Freedom prayer is where is it your quote unquote life source? Right. right. Yeah, yeah, like you, you're getting benefit and strength for some, from something other than God. Yeah, mm. and it can feel very powerful to. To walk in unforgiveness, right. it, it feels feel, powerful. Feel, feel it feels empowered. powerful. Yeah, yeah. And you yep. and the interesting thing is, we, practically speaking, you're you're deceived in your own mind. Of like you're sitting there, you know, mm. judge, jury, and executioner in your own mind. Yes. And in a lot of cases, so and so who offended you is not even thinking about it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. so, you're just sitting there being quote unquote powerful. Yeah. You know, and we in all do it mind. in our yep. own minds, yeah. and yet. We're, you know, it's like the, it's like the, I've heard it said before, you know, forgiveness is a prison cell that we've locked ourselves into and and we have the key, you know, and I've also heard the, it's like the, it's like a, it's like drinking poison or whatever. Yeah, it's like drinking poison. Expecting the other other person. person, Yeah. Expecting the other person to die. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's such a deception. And yet I, I can attest to how natural it is to just yes. like oh no i'm just gonna i'm gonna play this out in my mind I'm gonna, right. you know yeah. like that it just feels like there's something in us yeah. that just wants to justice and know. you know and to be vindicated and to get retribution and like yeah. there's such a natural but it really is a it's a deception it like is it's a it's a real it deception really is yeah yeah yep. i confess my sin of unforgiveness yeah it's huge yeah massive I, you know, we can, we can get very emotional in praying a prayer, God help me forgive. Like I've seen people weep tears praying, God help me forgive them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, no. Okay. Will you forgive them? Right. Yeah. Like, will you say, yep. God forgive me for walking in unforgiveness. I need you to, I need to confess that that's mine it's yeah. sin before you well, we take our cues though from our feelings and we're like mm-hmm. you know I've, I've had you know and, and i mean i've had conversations with people even lately like on this very subject of them saying you know i'm not ready to forgive yet yeah it, which which means like they're waiting for a certain fe- feeling of mm-hmm. peace mm-hmm. or settledness or right. waiting for something to shift yeah. and like Jesus doesn't put any of that in the arbitration here. It's no. just like you, you forgive, you know, you ask for forgiveness because you are a sinner in need of forgiveness and you release it. And and there's no like when it's not ask, you know, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors when we're ready. Mm-hmm. You know, right. there's none, there's none of that yeah. there. It's just like, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a very clear and we, we do dupe ourselves into this, like, you know, that help me to forgive, Lord. It's not a valid, it's not a valid prayer. It's really not. It's right. a, yep. I choose in faith. And, and yep. since when does the kingdom 
not right. follow our faith. It doesn't in oh, any yeah. other arena, yep. right? Like you don't see yeah. a miracle first before you reach out. You yes. don't see transformation until you take the step. Yeah. It's the, the earth moves heaven every time. Mm-hmm. So why would we think that God's going to zap us with the feelings of forgiveness so that we can forgive? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's we forgive good, and the man. grace comes. It's, yeah. it's, it's that way in every arena. Yep. And, and the Lord knows, I mean, he, you think about this prayer and how much of it, I mean, he starts talking about our needs, you know, give us this day, our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. So he knew, he knows we're going to need provision and he knows we're going to need grace. That's going to forgive us of our trespasses, both Mm -hmm. sins of omission and commission and willful sins and unknown sins that we did. Like, you know, you ever stop Mm -hmm. and think of how much, how much we do in the run of the day that, fall short of the glory of God and we're not even aware of it. Yes. Right. You know, and it's like taking that posture before the Lord. He, he knew we were going to need grace Mm -hmm. and he knew that in order to receive it, we were going to have to be in that space to release it. And yeah, it's like, I've I've thought of it before, like a pipe almost like there's only one way that a pipe can flow. Like the fluid can go through a pipe. And that is if it's, if it's aligned. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be aligned to the source and it's got to be aligned to release. And yep. if there's a blockage, if you're not receiving and if it's not got an access point out, it's not going to it's not going to flow. Yeah. And it's I was just thinking the and it's this is this is forgiveness issue is the only thing in that prayer that's conditional. Forgive us as we forgive those. It's yep. like the only thing that's hmm. conditional. It's like the only thing that's conditional pretty much in the whole gospel kingdom announcement right right like, there's real everything's yeah. like come to me come eat without yeah. you know come feast yeah. with you know the riches that you didn't pay for or after, yeah. in isaiah yeah but mm. this is like the one area where it's mm. like jesus very point blank said like you know at the end of i think in matthew's version maybe of the lord's prayer it go or maybe it's luke it goes on and it says after it says forgive us our debtors then it goes on for if you do not forgive mm. your those who trespass against you, the Lord right. will not forgive you of your trespasses. Right. Yeah. Period. Period. Yeah. Like that's that's why yeah. you can't afford to pray, God help me <laughs> forgive. Right. It's like right. there is a fear of God piece in this where yep. it's like, I can't I can't afford to hold on to this. I need God's mercy so yeah. bad. Right. Mm. It's yeah, and you can't let your feelings lead you on this right it has to be led it has to be led by faith which ultimately just leads to choice it just has to be led by faith and the promise that it's the biblical promise is when we have faith and we operate in that realm of faith that we actually please god right and Mm. that and that there's reward on the other side of that yeah right Mm -hmm. and it's it's himself right it's like so i just i think that it's like that's we can't afford if we believe the Bible, right, then we must believe what he says here and what the command is and and not let feelings like and it's like there is there is grace for this space, right? There is grace to process, but it has to be forgiveness and the daily choice has to be in the in that realm, even if even if it's um, fresh. Right. And it's like. You, you 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 can say I, I might, I'm not ready to forgive yet and yes absolutely you're you're being led by your feelings yet um, but you're yet yet you're um, it's like okay well you're 
still going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable for a while, right? And you're actually not going to get any better, right? Mm, Until you right. actually make the choice to step out in faith and choose forgiveness. Yeah. Mm. Forgiveness is a, you're, or like unforgiveness anyway, is a sin against God and it's mm. a sin against yourself. Yeah. Right? Like it's it's really, it's, you know, the the person aside, it's it's really an assault to the grace God has given you. I think there's in one of the forgiveness teachings Jesus does, I think it is in the 70 times seven one, he then goes on and tells a parable of the guy who, you know, was forgiven all this debt. Right. And then he went out and collected the smallest little bit. Right. Remember? And then yeah. the, I forget, I forget exactly how the, the parable mm. goes, but Jesus told basically like, that's what it's like when you don't forgive. It's when you don't forgive someone else, you're like that guy who the master right. forgave infinitely more, right? right? Like he, yeah. he forgave way more. And I think that's why Jesus led with, you know, starting with God, starting with God, forgive us of our trespasses. Mm-hmm. Like the gospel, the gospel sets us free to be able to forgive. Mm. And I do think that if we can allow ourselves to go before the Lord far enough and allow his spirit to speak to us deep enough, you know, we can, we can realize how much we have received in forgiveness. Like it's hard for us sometimes to wrap our heads around. Like a lot of us convince ourselves, I'm not that bad of a person. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never, you know, someone who maybe been abused or something, Mm -hmm. you know, you can convince yourself I've never done to God what they did to me. Right. And so the debt owed to me is greater than what I owe to God. Right. And we convince ourselves of that, but yeah. it's not true. It's not true. You don't God, see it because you just don't see it. Well, it's like God is, God is holy. And mm-hmm. I, I, one of the, I forget who was teaching, but it helped me understand like, you know, the value, the weight of sin is measured by the value of the person sinned against. Right. So like for me to slap you in the face, I mean, that's an assault as a friend, that's an assault as a colleague, brother, all that. But I'm not going to go to jail for that. But if I if I go and I slap, you know, Joe Biden's mask off or whatever, mm-hmm. like it's it's I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. Right. Right. Because of the value right. of him in his office. Right. And that's why it tells us like like if God is infinitely holy and infinitely mm-hmm. righteous yeah. and just infinite in general. Yeah. A sin against him is an infinite infraction. So you have an infinite death death or infinite debt against the Holy God, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So it's like the smallest, quote, unquote, smallest little thing mm-hmm. is still an infinite thing because of the supreme value of who God is, mm-hmm. any sin against him. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, you see the Old Testament. It's like if anything even touches this mountain, it's got to die, right? Right? Like it's like it's because of his supreme value and holiness and otherness. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how you kind of start to understand, you know, how deeply we have been loved and forgiven that God has taken on all of our sin, all of our wickedness. And it's not just been sin that we've done to each other. The real, the real, and I don't know if you guys, you, I know you have those experiences when you know you've offended the heart of God are the most liberating life changing moments of your whole life. Like that's where real repentance comes yeah. from. It's like, it's not this, I made this relational mess mm-hmm. in my life. Repentance is when you know what you've done to the heart of God, when yeah. you know that you've sinned against God, that is, that's real repentance. Yeah. And once you see, it's like Isaiah six, once you see like you have the vision of God high and lifted up, 
And then Isaiah sees himself and he's like, woe is me. I am undone. I am, mm. I'm a man of unclean lips. Everything I've said in my life is yeah. trash yeah. compared to you. And then yeah. to, then that picture of the, of the, the, you know, the, the angel taking the, the burning ember from the altar and coming to him, coming down to him and, and sanctifying him. It's this mm. picture of grace that that's the thing that actually on uh, like redoes Isaiah. Right. And then it's right after that is like, you know, who will go? And Isaiah is like, I'll go wherever you want because mm-hmm. you did that for me, you know? And it's right. like that, that gospel mm-hmm. revelation, like, and I think, I, I think all that to say, if someone is struggling, if a believer is struggling to forgive, ultimately it's a, it's a gospel issue. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. and, the, and, and the solution is God reveal your holiness to me, reveal how deep you have loved me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, and when I get that, when I see the infinite grace that you have poured out on me, I'm not so bankrupt to be able to give grace to somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus meant when he said, yeah. whoever, whoever has been forgiven much loves much. Like when you know how much you've been forgiven, you, you can't hold that over somebody else. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, mm. we need to keep it at the center of the conversation that forgiveness is about canceling debt. Like debt is taken out of the relationship completely. You know, um, the freedom of the freedom of the gospel, the freedom of what God has offered us is a relationship where debt does not figure into the equation at all. Right. Like we don't do the things that we're doing mm. to pay a debt back to God. Mm-hmm. Like he completely removes that. Right. Like yes. our love relationship with him, he completely removes That's that right. I owe God something. Yep. And we we can miss that 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 debt like somebody owing me something should uh, never yes. be part of my relationship with somebody that's else. right yeah like it's huge like the the power of the gospel is we're going to remove debt like debt mm. like relationships will not be built on paying people back the debt i mm. owe them yes yep. like yep. somebody loving me cannot be something they owe to me mm. yeah. that's not real love that's yeah. right like like somebody doing something for me that makes me feel good can't be on the basis well they owed me anyway yeah can can i just say something uh outlandish here um is that yes you can yeah thanks dan <laughs> uh it is and as you're talking i i just am recall uh, recalling that this if we if we operate and we do things for the Lord either out of sense of obligation. That's why I think obligation is so like distasteful to the Lord. Um, and also if we, and I've heard this, I've heard people say this, but if we, if we in the, in the course of our life behave, do things a certain way out of a sense of repayment, it's actually an affront to the gospel. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the yeah. debt cancellation was so complete, yeah. it was never meant for us to live our lives as a as a repayment for what he did. It's it's purely love. It's purely it's purely I'm laying down my life because of love, not because of repayment. 
because I I feel like mm-hmm. I I owe I owe mm-hmm. the Lord something, yeah. which I've heard and they it sounds good, but it's actually it's not a healthy it's not a healthy thing. No, right? It's actually right. like it's never meant to be repayment. It's the debt was completely a hundred percent canceled, and we don't owe the Lord anything. We willingly lay down our lives we don't owe him anything and we owe him everything correct and it's like if we can stay in that flow like of just being so flabbergasted by that fact that oh i owe you everything and yet you have wiped my debt clear at your own unbelievable expense that sets us up to be able to operate in that space otherwise like you said Mm. we'll get sometimes sometimes we'll forgive somebody not looking to actually forgive them, but to try to elicit their, uh, I guess I'm sorry about Penance. that. Right. You know, I'm sorry. About, right. I'm sorry yeah. about that. You're really, lo- that's yeah. what you really want. Yeah. Which means you're still operating out of a deficit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The forgiveness God wants us to operate in is out of a surplus of his yes. grace that he's given us. Yes. Right. I'd like to, I'd like to uh, warn, exhort someone who's, who's <laughs> listening to this and say that the accuser will sometimes come to you and encourage you to do something for God out of a sense of gaining merit. Mm, Like, like uh, you can do something that looks amazing for God. Yeah. But the accuser can convince you to do it because you're going to gain points with God. You're going to gain merit. Like God, I owe you so much. So I'm going to do this thing. Right. Just be really cautious about that because Because that is not the voice of God you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Like there's an accuser that's pushing you to do something to gain merit before God. And then when you blow it, that voice will be right upon you saying, that's right. well, I guess you didn't do that very well. Yeah. You know, that didn't gain you anything. And God, now you're even more in debt to God. You're in, yes. And for, for just, just warn people that that. It can feel powerful to do a good thing, mm. but if the heart behind it is, yeah. I'm doing this to pay God back. You know, you won't ever be able to pay God back. Right. You know? I right. there's a I, real there's well, a re- just before you yeah. jump before you go on that because I don't want to miss that 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 point is like I think the point of this prayer though is if you realize that what you have received from God has been freely given. Mm. you will freely give yes. and like it's yes uh, yeah otherwise otherwise like there's just no there's no middle ground on this and that's why that's why yes. even jesus hangs it over as a condition it's like you either recognize that you have received or you haven't yeah, yeah. yeah. and if and, that, yeah. and that's the yep canceling debt is a kingdom it's a kingdom must like it's a kingdom understood it's an inner out we right? are people who yeah. cancel debt that's what we do i i grew up praying the lord's prayer with the version, I didn't pray the trespasses version. Right. I said, "Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors." Right. That was the when we prayed the Lord's prayer. Yep. That's what we. Those yep. are the words we would yep. do. So I grew up understanding that. I didn't even know about the forgive us our trespasses until I moved to Canada. Then I realized, oh, oh okay, what is this? Yeah, this is yeah. very different. But the the debt issue was huge. You know, just that it was just it was clearly there. But but being people who cancel debt. Is ought to be like a an honorable thing we do. It's mm. not a oh, do I have to? Yeah. It's actually a massive blessing we release into into our relationships, into our communities. That oh, Christians, they're people who cancel debt. Yeah, like that. That would be an awesome thing to be known for. Right. Paul. Um, Paul brings a, an incredible principle. I think it's in Romans thirteen where he says, 
Let, let no debt remain outstanding among you mm-hmm. except the continuing debt to love one another. Hmm. Like Paul's yeah. just this masterful <laughs> writer right in yeah. that moment. Yeah. But what he says, yeah. it, it kind of feels mind twisting, but it's actually very miraculous. Yeah. Like I should never, uh, I should never owe you two brothers anything mm. except my continuing debt to love you. Right. For the sake of Jesus. Yeah. And I should never expect repayment back from you except love. Right. Like between us, it's this free exchange of, hey, you know, I don't know what you guys might be able to scheme up to do against me. But, but you know what? For the sake of love, I'm saying it doesn't matter. I will forgive you. I'm promising you in advance. I'm not going to hold you in debt to me. Right. Just, just as you're speaking, the thought came to my mind, like grace Mercy and God's goodness are are like oxygen in the kingdom. Yeah, hmm. it, it is. It is the the life like necessity. Like it's a necessity of life, and it is the substance that permeates the atmosphere of the whole kingdom. Hmm. And you aren't alive if you aren't breathing that in, like inhaling hmm. and exhaling it all the time, yeah. right? right? And it's like I think. I think the issue of forgiveness being a gospel issue is like you you have to breathe in the grace that God has given you mm-hmm. and to just suck it in yeah and and then let it out like mm-hmm. for for another person every single day and I think the temptation of unforgiveness is to breathe in your own sense of justice or to breathe in your own sense of retribution or to breathe yeah. in your right to be right or breathe in, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is. And like the invitation of the kingdom is to live in this other reality that, yes. cr- that we that Jesus yeah. insists currently exists. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm operating as though it does right here in my life. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. I breathe in the grace and mercy of God that, that exists and has, and has been, demonstrated on the cross yeah. through the resurrection and I breathe that in and therefore I, I exhale yeah. grace everywhere yeah. I go. It's like, it's that kind wow. of in out in out. It's, it's true. And it's like, this is, this is the thing that is remarkable to me is we ever, I think if you live long enough, you know what it's like to live in the both kingdoms, right? Mm-hmm. You know what it's like to hold on to something. And you also know the freedom that comes from letting it go. Mm-hmm. And like we actually know tangibly that life happens when we do what Jesus said and when we let those things go. It's like it's it anyone who does, anyone who experiences those freedom. I I was just thinking as we've been talking about, you know, those videos of, you know, those those scenes from the courtroom of, you know, uh parents of of who will go and forgive the 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 ones who murder their children yeah. in the even in the courtroom like we know and you you know you're watching something like and you know so you know that you're watching something powerful significant and profound and the world mm-hmm. doesn't have a whole lot of language for that because it's so outside of of the the character of the way that the world works yeah and it's like so we know what it's like we know what it's like when we experience when we choose to forgive we walk into a different kingdom and we step into that realm and we experience the life of that kingdom and i think it's like this is this is not you know the 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 
the paradox or the, 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 whatever the juxtaposition or whatever word mm-hmm. I'm trying to like the way that how different the two kingdoms are like the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of heaven. We know the difference of it. Cause we've, if you live long enough, you, you know, like we, as you start to hold on to something, how that, how that feels a certain way, it's dark, it's lifeless. It's, but yet so appealing. But yet when we lay down that right, we lay down that right to hold that over somebody. We experience the freedom. We experience life. You talk to anybody who's forgiven, like from any, from the small things to the really, really large thing, like the, like the, like in the courtroom, you, everybody who does that, who steps into that can testify to a freedom that comes when that happens. And it's because Jesus is who he says he is, Mm -hmm. right? That he is, the gospel is true. And it's like, it's, it's all, it's, and it's so life-giving to, to be a part of that, to experience that for yourself and even see that in, um, expressed in others as well. You, you make a great point about the kingdom of the world. Like you think of the shadow kingdom or the shadow side of this concept and what Jesus is inviting us to live. Right. Like there's, there's two ways to look at the same infraction, right? And there's yeah. the way of grace like that Jesus has invited us into to, to live in the flow of. Or you look at the, I mean, a lot of the primary problems right now, you think of cancel culture. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly not knowing what to do with debt or right. like, or it's, it's very, it's more complicated than that. But you mm-hmm. think of the, the, the instances of people being canceled for things they did or said 10 years 10 ago, years, 20 yeah. years ago, yeah. you think of critical race theory, um, mm-hmm. anti-racism. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a world's idea of what health looks like yeah. and, and a world's idea of how to get to some place of equality, but equality is not even enough. It's equity we need now. Mm-hmm. And we've got to actually like take from this group so that we can bring this group yeah. up that kind of thing. And it's yeah. like, man, if the kingdom, if the kingdom could get a deeper hold into society and people would just live in the, in the flow of grace and mercy for one another, these crazy, crazy human humanistic ideology ideologies that are, mm hurting more people than they're helping yeah. would, would really get a punch in the throat. Yeah. You know, so it's true. That's profound. Like it's it, forgiveness is always more powerful than making somebody pay. It is yeah. like when you're talking about yes. cancel culture, it is, there's nothing powerful no. about cancel culture. No, no. Like it literally, like, Forgiveness is always more powerful than that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that idea we have that, that making somebody pay is part of my plan to get free. Mm. That's never going to bring freedom. Never. No, it's locking you up further. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's locking the world up, right? People might feel like they have all the legitimate reason in the world to cancel somebody violently like that. Yeah. And they, and 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 maybe they do. It's like, yeah. it's not going to happen. Like what you think you're going to get out of that, you never will. You're going to be a prisoner to it. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. It, it, re- it really is. And this, like, this is, I mean, this is probably, you know, it's, it's probably a reason why it's right at the heart of the Lord's prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, this is really where this whole, like your faith, as far as inner Inter, interpersonal dynamics. This is where this whole thing's going to flesh itself out. Mm. Are you a person who lives in the constant flow and mercy and, and grace of God 
Mm. You know, and I love that Dallas Willard uh, quote that talks about, you know, a lot of the time we just see, we think of God's grace as something that just forgives us of our sins once and for all and gets us to heaven. And that, Mm. you know, uh, that grace is, grace is just something that, you know, real bad sinners need to get to heaven. But he said, his point is like, actually, the more, the more of a saint you become, the more grace you need because it empowers the life that you're, you're living, you know, like you, like he's, and he said, I think he used the word. He's like, he goes, saints consume grace like a 747 consumes jet fuel. It just, it just consumes it. Like you need it. You live off of it, off the grace of God. And Mm. it's that's chilling. Right. And it's like, it's such a twist though. The enemy is like, well, you know, I sinned a lot, so I need a little extra grace. It's like, no, you already have that kind of grace. God already poured himself out. The question is, are you accessing the, the today's living mercy that God wants to actually take up residence in your life and, and to give you grace to go into that situation or go to, go to the workplace where that boss has been a jerk to you and be able to look them in the eye and say, I, I don't wish ill on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, only God's grace can do that. Yes. I know. And, and outside of that, I think you're, I think you're sunk. I think you might as well just hang on to your unforgiveness, mm. but it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful invitation, it is. you know? And I think, I think the glory again, that I know the glory goes to Jesus in this. It's not because, you know, I, yeah, does, I think the Lord wouldn't ask us to walk into something that he doesn't think is possible, but it's like God's grace is that good mm-hmm. that it's sufficient to forgive us of our debts and give us the capacity to forgive others. Yeah. Like it's that good, you know, and I think that's the invitation to believe and, but yeah, to do it day by day, Yeah, you know, quite a, quite a countercultural word. Yeah. Right. Oh, now. it is. Yeah, for sure. You, before we jumped into uh, the discussion on the Lord's prayer, you talked about people partnering with God and having the patience to work with God. And I just, I feel like, I don't think that shows up in any other area the same way as with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like the, like the faith and the patience to believe God's going to do an amazing thing by you canceling somebody's debt. Yeah. And I just think there may be somebody listening who, the whole time we've been talking, there's like a neon sign right in front of their face going that yeah. person's name or what they did. Yeah. And I'm just saying, man, why not just go for broke on this and say, what yeah. could happen if you just literally voiced it, said, God, I cancel that debt and I'm sorry I've held it so long. Yeah. Yep. Show me the glory. Like yep. show yeah. me what you can do. Yeah. yeah. I, that uh, in Jesus name, that yeah. person doesn't owe me anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't owe God anything. I f- and, feel the presence of God. Oh, I, know, I was, I was literally yeah. thinking the same thing. And when you, when you started I was like, so amen to that. Yeah, yeah I've had a sense there's yeah. some folks maybe listening yeah. that like they're right, they're right there in this. Yeah. And and like, I think my encouragement would be, and I'll say this to myself too, because I'm still I'm still on a daily basis, mm. you know, working mm. out a couple a couple of different avenues uh, of, mm-hmm. again that sense of you know, and like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. forgiveness and being able to do it. It's it's not the enemy wants you to focus on that person. Yep. Yeah. And that person has nothing to do with any of it. Mm-hmm. It's about who God is and it's about who you are in him. Amen. Period. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whether they ever reciprocate it, whether they ever get healing or help or whether they ever know what they did, 
or repent or you ever get the vindication you're looking that's irrelevant mm, yep it is like the invitation is i'm free and you know not like you don't owe me anything mm-hmm. and you and you aren't holding that over me either i'm not i'm not i'm not like that's the irony of the of the unforgiveness thing is you think that you're canceling their debt but the irony is you're a slave to them right like you're you're actually yeah you're breaking you, the chains off of you that's exactly yeah. it yeah 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 exactly it so chains are falling right now come on yeah, yeah. it's good it's yep. that's who he is i mm-hmm. mean this so well guys i enjoy doing wow. this with you guys yeah. it's fun it's good to it's good to it's good to be back and thanks thanks folks for tuning in i'm going to uh crack open uh an <laughs> aha wait a minute Cha-ching! That was Coke. Yeah. That was Coke just saying, cha-ching! Aha zero. Yeah. 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 We, we, I'd say we, we Thanks, got... Thanks, Ron. We got Ron's ta- laughing at my joke. I'd say we got back to the heart of the matter. Did we get back to the heart Even of the matter? Even if... Where am I? Will gets weak and my thoughts seem to scatter, but I think it's about... Is that what the lyrics? Oh, you're deep into it. Man. Oh, listen. That's, that's what other what other good forgiveness tracks are? I don't even know. That's the, that's, that's, the, the that's the on the Mount. What's the Mount Rushmore of, <laughs> of forgiveness songs? Forgiveness songs. We're all here in Don Yeah, I don't even know. There's lots of good retribution songs. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, Elton yeah. John came through with "Sorry" seems to be the hardest word, uh-huh. but I don't know if he quite gets to forgiveness no. in the song. No. No. He just kind of. That's a more of a "God help me forgive" song. Yep. Right. Sorry yeah. seems to be the hardest word. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good. All right, guys. Thanks. We'll see you next time, folks. Hey, guys. Thanks again for tuning in today. We really appreciate you taking the time and just joining us on this journey. I hope this conversation helped you as much as it did me. And hey, if you haven't already, we love it when you leave a review, when you subscribe, when you share this for other people. It just really is such a blessing to us and it gets the word out to as many people as possible. We'll see you next time.